All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed to your biz, more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 171. I'm so excited to have you here. Today's topic is something that has been on my mind for a while, and I'm really excited to share it with you. We just got back from about three weekends away. We are very lucky, feeling a lot of gratitude, lots of fun things. I dropped my son off at school. We went to his huge family reunion, got a weekend away with my fam at the beach. It was just, it was fantastic. Love it, love it, love it, love it. But it also meant flights with my hubster, with the hubby, which let me tell you, can really stress me out. He is what you might call a late person. And I'm what what you might call more of an early person, or as I said before, kind of an on-time person. So he wants to arrive at the airport an hour before the flight. Um, no, honestly, no, I'm gonna take that back. I think he would actually like to arrive there 45 minutes before the flight. I like push for the hour because <laughs> he just assumes everything is going to go perfectly along the way. We're not gonna hit any traffic. There's going to be no lines. We have all the things like clear and you know TSA. So we're going to get through quickly and there's not going to be any issues. We're all good. And I prefer a much larger buffer of time in case of all the things, the security lines or a flat tire or losing my license between the car and check-in. Girl, you never know, right? He finds this sick thrill in getting to the gate as it's closing. He, I honestly feel like he loves dripping sweat from running across the terminal like a crazy person just so he can say, I did it. I made my flight. I never missed my flight. He loves to say that. I, on the other hand, like to spend time sifting through the pages of People Magazine and L and, and be like the, the, you know, the news area with all the books and, and peruse through them and calmly choose between my six different flavors of gum, right? That's me. So our personalities are different and they reflect our unique personal brands. And that's what I've been thinking about so much lately. Like the same way I have a brand or he has a brand, you have a brand. It's a unique brand to you and it shows up on you. The best way that I can define your personal brand is your reputation. Like, what are you known for? My husband is known to want to get there at the last minute, running across, dripping sweat. And I am known for giving more time, having more buffer, like really getting worried if we're up against the gun like that. Jeff Bezos, the CEO and founder of Amazon, says it best. Your brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room. I love that. That's exactly what it is. Like, that's what I think of. I think of reputation. It's like, what are y'all, what's everybody seeing when you, when you walk out? What are they saying about you? So what is your personal brand and how does it show up on a daily basis? And here's what I really want you to think about. How is this impacting your results, right? How does it impact everything going on in your life, uh, based on the way that you're showing up? 
Examples. Do you often show up late to meetings or just like a few minutes late? Just like not that super, super late, but you're always like that person who's a few minutes late. Are you always prepared or does it take you time to kind of find your notes or get your pens or get that report or grab that thing on your computer? Are you regularly scattered getting out the door? Like, do you land somewhere? Meaning like, do you show up or do you, whether it's a call or in person, or do you show up with like a, like a, a bit of a tornado kind of coming in, right? That like kind of rattled, scattered feeling. Do friends tell you dinner is 15 minutes earlier than it really is just so you show up in time? <laughs> I do this to my husband all the time. I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, we have dinner reservations at 6.45 and he'll get ready and, you know, they're at seven just so I can get him out the door in time so he could potentially get there on time because he loves to show up just like the five minute fashionably late kind of thing. Okay. So how do you show up? Because how you show up is a reflection of your personal brand. If you're known as the late person, the overwhelmed person, the scattered person, the confused person, the unprepared person, or even the adequate person, your brand does not speak in terms of great performance or really high achiever or just simply being at your personal best. On the other hand, when you show up as the organized person, the efficient person, the productive person, and the enthusiastic person, your personal brand screams. It screams collaborator, growth focus, relationship builder, and overall go-getter. And improving your personal brand will make a massive difference in your business and in your life. It's not just how you feel about you. It's how other people perceive you. If people say, when you're out of the room, right, if people say you're nice and you get your work done, that's all good. That's fine. That's positive. But if you hear those words, they're also very neutral. They're kind of mediocre, right? Like the word good or nice, mediocrity. If you leave the room and people say more specific things about you, like she's so focused, what a go-getter, they get, she always gets everything done, what a leader, how smart, super creative, that immediately gets you out of mediocrity and into excellence, right? Excellent mode, high achiever mode, to high performer mode. And I know that's exactly what you are and who you are. Because if you're listening to this podcast, if this has resonated with you and you're attracted to this type of information, I know that you're in the highly ambitious and driven category. But just because you are doesn't always mean that's how you're showing up. That's how you're perceived. That's a really important distinction to think about what you think you are showing up, right? The way you think you're showing up and the way you are actually showing up. Because when you have the skills and you know and you embrace and you live the strategies that will get you in control of your time and your energy and your focus, other people will see you that way too. However, if you're more scattered, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're not in control of it, I promise you it does show up in ways that necessarily you're not seeing. It's sort of a blind spot, right? Some little detail, some way, like I said, the energy that you're bringing into something, a little bit of that scatteredness, a few minutes late, uh, can't find this thing. Where did I put that? There is like an energy that sort of follows you like a shadow. And of course, then other people see it and whether it's a positive or it's a little negative, either way, it's going to feed and build your internal personal confidence as well. It's either going to raise that self-esteem and that confidence, or it's going to bring it down a notch. 
Okay, back in my corporate days, I remember being passed out for promotions on more than one occasion. And they were given to coworkers that I can tell you for sure were not smarter than me. They were not more experienced than me. And it would drive me freaking crazy. I was like, I cannot believe I didn't get that again or somebody else did. And it wasn't even like a female male kind of thing. At the time, I gave credit to their ability to schmooze with the big wigs, right? That's like, I'd never had that talent. I'm very straightforward. I wasn't a big schmoozer. I didn't kiss any ass, really. I just like put my head down, got my work done and got out, right? I just really wasn't like that. So I would always say, oh, it's because I just don't know how to schmooze really well. And they did. Now, I do think that was a part of it for sure. Like, there's no doubt that some of that relationship building and being friends with the right people like helped, but certainly there was more than that. Like now that I can look back, I recognize that it was also the fact that they could prioritize more effectively than me. And maybe that means part of their prioritizing was spending more time schmoozing, but whatever it was, they could prioritize more effectively. They had better boundaries and they managed their time better, which allowed them to focus on higher level thinking or be more detailed or again, create those relationships because they could think on the higher level, the bigger picture. And that was reflected in, you know, whether, whether it was in meetings or conversations, like I can look back kind of like when I stepped out of that and realize that now. So those really simple skills, like putting up better boundaries or managing their times or prioritizing more effectively, that made them appear smarter that made them appear more put together than me. Do you see how that works? It wasn't like they were actually smarter. It wasn't like they were more experienced. There were certain skills that kind of put them a notch above. And really because when I'd be caught in the details or just like, like I said, putting my head down, getting my work done, maybe not delegating it, maybe not getting the visibility, maybe not, you know, I would just like get my head down and get out kind of thing where they were thinking bigger picture because they could get out of the weeds and they were more organized kind of in their thoughts and the bigger vision. And therefore they would always get those promotions faster than I would. Okay. Their personal brands were elevated while my personal brand was in maintenance mode. So what do people think of when they think of you? Have you really thought about that subjectively? Not the way you think you might show up, but how you actually show up. Where can you improve organization or productivity skills or prioritization skills that make you appear more professional and more experienced and more intelligent like these folks that used to get promoted before I did? What if you had a streamlined system for retrieving client information within just a few seconds of a request? What if you had a consistent method for tracking and analyzing results for campaigns and sales calls or any other important strategy in your business? What if you had an organized system for your schedule, for your routine, so you showed up every day, everywhere on time, really intentional and really present? Can you imagine, sister, can you imagine what this would do for your personal brand, that the way you're being perceived and how you're being perceived is the energy you're bringing in and then how that builds on your own self-esteem and confidence. All these little details matter. So if you had these, these things in place, these systems and these streamlining and these methodologies and you know you were just more on top of it, what do you think people would say about you? Would clients be more eager to work with you? Would they be happier to refer you without even thinking, putting a second thought into it? 
Would coworkers be impressed by you? Would they look up to you? Would they be like, I want to run my business just like her or I want to, you know, be in that position just like that. That's exactly who I want. Like, what's that role modeling going on? By the way, also your coworkers at home, meaning your team, your family, do they look up to you like that? Would you get recognition maybe from other colleagues or again, you know, team members, family members? That is the power. That's the importance of personal branding. That's the kind of things that can change. It can change your world. Okay, so... How do you really go about changing or up-leveling your own personal brand? So first of all, I hope you're just thinking about what is it that I can do and then how can I do it? So number one, uncover your unique qualities, right? Your personal brand starts with self-discovery. So take some time to reflect on your values. Take time to reflect on your strengths and of course, on your weaknesses, right? This is, this is your opportunity to really think through, again, is it how I think I'm showing up or how I'm really showing up? This is also a great time to get feedback from family or friends and colleagues. If you've ever done those exercises and I get these texts from my friends, I get emails from them that I'm like, hey, my coach told me or I read in this book or, you know, I'm taking this challenge and I have to reach out to, you know, to my five closest friends or five closest colleagues. And I want to know what you think about me. When, When you think of me, what do you think about me? What are my strengths and what are some weaknesses? Right? It's a hard swell to po- swallow. I get it. It's like not easy to do that, but this is a great opportunity. If you're sort of like have the blinders on or we all have our blind spots to really understand what is my personal brand. Their insights can provide invaluable perspectives that you just might not have considered. So I recommend once you do that, either you just know you're like, okay, I'm always late or I just, I'm just, you know, I'm scattered or I didn't show up with the right energy or I can't find things when I need it or you know, all the different things. You might just know this about yourself. I want you to pick one, just one specific area for improvement. That's all. You know, we're all about one because you do too many at one time. Nothing's going to happen. So we're going to do one. And then you do step number two. So the first thing was to uncover your unique qualities, values, strengths, and weaknesses, but really identify that one specific area for improvement. And then number two, focus on that and that alone, like a badass, just one thing. Listen, you want this area, this area of improvement that you want to work on to be something that other people recognize, right? That they can see it as well. Not something that only you see, but that they can see like being on time. So maybe that's the one thing that you're just going to absolutely focus on that every time I'm meeting someone in person or every meeting I get on, like my focus in life right now has become, I'm going to be there on time. I'm going to stop what I was doing. I'm going to get in the car or I'm going to get on Zoom. I'm going to get there five minutes early. I'm going to be on time. Or like getting back to people in a timely manner. If you're like, this is where I really fall short. It's like weeks go by. I don't get back. Like this is the thing I'm going to focus on. Like I'm just going to get back to people within 24 hours. And like, that's going to be my thing. Or like showing up prepared to meetings. Again, you're like, I don't always have everything that I need. I feel a little frazzled. So I'm going to make that my commitment and show up to those meetings always, you know, buttoned up and ready to go. Pick one area that you're lacking in that you really want to improve on and focus on it. Change your perception, up level your brand. There's so many small but powerful opportunities to help you show up as the best version of you, right? To help you go from overwhelmed to calm, from scattered to focused, from overlooked to heard, right? To, to visible. <laughs> The journey never ends. 
Okay. Up leveling your personal brand. It's a continuous, continuous thing. It's a continuous journey. As you grow and evolve, so should your brand. By up leveling it, you're not only taking control of your narrative, right? But you're also opening doors to opportunities you might never have dreamed of. Okay. If you're known as one thing, you, we all have the friend, right? We're like, Oh, she'll never respond. We have the other friend, like, Oh, she's always going to respond. We have the one friend. It's always going to be late. We have the one friend that's never, you know, we don't know if she's really going to show up. And then we have the other friends who can completely rely on and you can, you know, they're always going to be there, right? You know, those friends, that is their personal brand. I guarantee you the ones that are reliable, that are thorough, that are detailed, that are on time, they have more opportunities in their life all the time simply because of their personal brand, because the trust in, uh, in them, the repute, their reputation, right? They, they are known, they are known as their brand. And therefore more people will come to rely on them, refer them, um, come to trust them. They have higher integrity with them. So I know that you deserve to feel and be perceived as strong and vibrant, powerful, alive, like the amazing human and woman that you are. And you can never underestimate how transformative, like simple tweaks to your routine or simple tweak to your mindset or to your time or just to your commitments, how powerful they can be. So this is just really where I want to leave you with. I want you to think about this to this, this week, because I'm always going to leave you with, as you know, a challenge, right? I'm going to hope this episode got your wheels turning. I want you to be thinking about what is it? Like, what is that one thing, right? That you are going to focus on? What's that specific area for improvement? That's going to help your own personal brand. And then number two, focus on it. And listen, if you want some help thinking about your unique brand or like, I kind of know the problem, but I just don't know how to fix it, which is so natural because no one teaches us these things. And it's really hard. You have a million things on your plate and you're taking care of all these people and responsibilities and growing teams and growing families and all this stuff. Then book a call with me, precious. Book a free call with me. Let's discuss it. I am obsessed with these conversations. My goal is for you to get off the phone and kind of know what to do, right? And have an idea of what to focus on. So take me up on that. I'll link around, I don't know, you'll find the links around here. Uh, but also, if you haven't already, I would love for you to get your hands on a free resource or resources from me on how to focus, stop procrastinating, and how to stop feeling overwhelmed. So come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources and get your hands on them. I hope I've served you today, my friend. I really cannot thank you enough for listening and for sharing. Yes, please hit the, hit the subscribe or the follow button. Share this with your friends. Um, because I would love to get into the ears of more ambitious women like you and help them take control of their day and time as well. As always, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, loving vibes, positive energy. Know that I'm sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and embracing productivity on purpose. I'll catch you next time.